0: welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video if you want to help make a difference today make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below also i've set up a channel membership just in case you want to show your support and help keep story time going for as long as possible so if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by phantasm click the join button below this video that said our first story of the day is by marudiog108 transferred to work with my best friends. I was in high school, 90s, and was working part-time in a grocery store. I was hired for the produce department, all of my friends worked the front line, mostly bagging for cashiers and retrieving shopping carts. I've always been an overachiever at work and I actually liked my job. My supervisors were all cool and I was doing the job for extra spending money after school, so I wasn't heavily invested in it because I also delivered newspapers in the morning. Like I said, overachiever. The only thing that sucked was having to work weekends. One day, I forgot my hat, or maybe I just didn't feel like wearing it that day because I recently dyed my hair green and wanted to show it off. I don't remember. But I do know that there was no specific code about hair color in the handbook and hats were only required if you were prepping food or in a section like the deli. My direct supervisor liked my hair and said I fit in great with all the veggies and I should focus on stocking all the green stuff that shift. She was sure the customers would enjoy it. We both laughed and I did my job. The juicy stuff. Anywho, a couple hours later towards the end of my shift, This grumpy general manager, let's call him Bob, was not happy I forgot my hat and decided to grill me about it. We happened to be in front of the customer service desk at the time. He went on and on for a while about young people and poor work ethic. He was really on it about how lazy kids are, so on and so forth. Now keep in mind, I always did my job well, never had any complaints or anything like that. This was the first time ever getting a speech from a boss like this. Eventually, he got around to it and flat out asked me, Where's your hat? Oh, well, uh... Gee, Bob, I think I forgot it at home. You forgot it at home? How could you forget it? You see, this is what I'm talking about. What if I took your paycheck home and forgot it there? Now, I was not sure if he wanted an answer, so I stood there for what just felt like an eternity, just looking at him while my teenage brain was processing everything. Well, Bob asked again. Now I knew he actually expected me to answer, so I said, excuse me, Bob, um... I don't understand. His face started to crinkle with anger. The customer service ladies were watching intently enjoying the show. What don't you understand? Well, doesn't accounting handle the checks? I mean, you don't actually do anything with them. He started to look even angrier at this point, but I was too dumb to care. So I went on. I mean, that's my understanding, so I don't know how my check could even get to your house. Unless you stole it or something from the accounting people. The customer service ladies bust out laughing. He looked at them sharply and told me to go home and think about what I did, and I would be lucky if I still had a job. I wasn't sure if I was being fired or not, I really was in some kind of shock. So I asked, you mean I get to go home early tonight? Again the customer service ladies chuckled while trying to look busy. I went home a little upset, but tried to look on the bright side. I got home early did my homework and relaxed. I went in for my shift the following day, only to find out I was taken off of the schedule. Sorry, I don't see you on here. Looks like Bob changed the schedule. You're not on until next week. Just then, Bob strolls on over with this I got you now look on his face. And I knew his game, so I smiled and said, Oh my god, that's great. It'll be so nice to have a little vacation. I said, smiling. Then I thanked him. This really worked him over. I guess he couldn't actually fire me so he was trying to make things bad for me so he said oh one more thing i don't think produce is right for you i've decided to move you to the front as punishment for insubordination i've already filed the paperwork bob really the front are you sure he had a smile thinking he won Well, that's fantastic. All my friends work over there, and that's the position I originally applied for. Thank you so much. I'll see you in a week. I left with the biggest smile on my face. When I finally came back, all the front managers officially welcomed me to their team. I was already quite friendly with many of them because I would help out up there from time to time. I was still getting my higher pay rate from produce and best of all, Bob never bothered me again. I got to goof off and work way less than before. Some of my fondest memories of that place are when I would just hang out in the parking lot with the other baggers, generally having a good time. Never got any other complaints there either. I love this story because everything Bob tried to do, OP absolutely refused to let them get their satisfaction out of it, OP really took the situation and gave it the complete when life gives you lemons treatment. If a boss was trying to shift you around or rile you up, would you be the kind of person to still keep a smile on your face just so they can't get satisfaction out of trying to bully you? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by the flaming heads, HR can't help with bullying, hmm. I used to work at a hotel that is part of a very large hotel chain. The management at my hotel, as well as more senior management was all about nepotism. If you were related or friends with someone in upper management, then you had some amazing career prospects ahead. We got a new food and beverage manager who was a golf buddy of the GM and the executive chef we'll call him houston houston had previously managed a number of top restaurants in the city including a michelin star restaurant strangely though he seemed to change jobs every 6 to 12 months we soon found out why the position he moved into oversaw three food and beverage departments with around 300 staff all up very quickly we found out that as well as not realizing that we weren't fine dining Houston was the most horrible pig of a man that I've ever had to work with. He was a very tall, large man who would use his size to physically intimidate other staff and managers. He would shout at anyone for any perceived mistake, real or imagined, that he saw. He was very handsy and often made seedy comments to the attractive young waitresses. Management would often attend events and eat and drink with guests while also making sure nothing went wrong. At one of these events he got one of the young women in sales so drunk an ambulance had to be called and she had her stomach pumped, he was just a horrible human being. As you can imagine, everyone from kitchen staff to waiters to managers were making complaints about him. I know that one manager had gone over the head of our GM and was slowly elevating the issue to higher and higher levels of management, heading towards national level. The response that our HR department was sticking to was that Houston had been hired to shake things up. Apparently, they had expected a certain amount of friction to occur and had essentially been told to ignore any complaints that came their way. They had taken things through the proper channels and followed the correct procedures. There was nothing they could do. Their hands were tied. Enter our story's hero. So the bar in this hotel was well run by a short Filipino man, we'll call him John, Because there were rarely any real issues at the bar, John had mostly been left alone by Houston. John had never seen Houston's bad side come out and never personally had a problem with him. One day, an issue did come up with the bar. It eventually turned out to be a management miscommunication, which was a very common thing, thanks management, but that was irrelevant at the time. So Houston decides that the problem is John's fault, storms into the bar, and while John's serving and in front of the staff, customers and a supervisor, Houston absolutely lays into John, just like he has to every other supervisor and manager in his department already what the freak happened yesterday a group complained to me this morning that we hadn't charged their account properly sort your crap out and do your job properly next time and picture this with a large six foot tall man getting right in the face of a five foot tall filipino while yelling abuse at absolutely the top of his voice houston stormed back to his office john didn't take anyone's crap And he followed Houston back to his office while they shouted at each other in front of even more staff, supervisors, and another manager. Houston obviously didn't back down or apologize because this is how he had operated for the last six months without any consequences. John went straight up to HR and told them exactly what had happened and, as usual, they told them there was nothing they could do, that seemed like it was going to be the end of it. That night, John went home and got legal advice from a friend. Following the advice, he typed up an objective account of exactly what had happened and included names of all the staff who had witnessed the encounter. This showed how many people there were able to confirm his story. He emailed this to the entire management team, including team leaders, supervisors, and other departments, as well as each person in HR. This eliminated deniability in anyone's account, as well as keeping the whole hotel in the loop of what was going on. The next day, John took his written account down to the police station to file charges of workplace assault. He received a document from the police to confirm that he had filed charges. He then sent that document to the same mailing list of management and HR. By the time he arrived at work that afternoon, the GM had started an inquiry into the issue that he had previously been completely unaware of. HR was claiming that they had no idea what had been going on either. This was definitely the first they were hearing of problems with Houston. Over the next few days, everyone in the food and beverage department from Team Leader Up was called into a meeting to discuss their experiences with Houston. At the end of the week, Houston was notified that he was to attend a meeting with the upper management and HR teams the next day. The next day came and Houston went into his office, packed up his things, walked into the meeting, and slammed his note of resignation onto the desk. HR agreed to an immediate termination of his contract, and he walked out of the job that afternoon. After he left my hotel, he got a job at a small, very average Mexican restaurant as a sommelier. He lasted about three months there. A few months later, one of the waitresses caught an Uber home after a night out. Guess who was the driver? These are the moments and situations where your eyes continue to get opened up to HR not being there to protect the employees, but to actually protect the company. They're just there to try to prevent employers from having liability in these occurrences. Now, not all companies' HR is bad, but a lot of them exist not to help you, but just to make sure the company isn't held responsible for something very serious. This next story is by Dramatic Ad 258. I'm not worth the pay. Okay, I'll find a new job. This happened quite a while back. Management in the past was fine and great, but suddenly started to change after an event with contractor. After some time, the upper management, not my supervisor who was great, began harassing those involved with the release of a contractor mainly Manager A. Manager A would pull people into meetings and tell people that he pays them too much to not do their work. Granted, the group I was with was a small team of four that worked 12 plus hours, usually managing an entire data infrastructure and all engineering aspects. One day, I get called and was yelled at for being friendly with a contractor by saying thank you for helping me debug a database error. Manager A was having personal issues with contractor, with which led to me being told I wasn't worth the amount of money they pay me. I was told to leave if I wasn't happy there under manager A. I was the lead engineer and liaison to the IOT division for this division I was in. Afterwards, I called up supervisor and straight out told them what had happened and told them I'm looking now. Fast forward a few months, I leave to a different position in the same organization under a different manager. Manager A is now in the hot seat because no one can manage what I was managing and lots of security issues are popping up, since no one knew how to manage servers except for me in the division. They ended up being forced to award a contract worth over 5 times the cost they paid me just for covering my work, not all the extra they wanted coming down the line put into perspective, my salary was able to break well into six figures. Everything's failing and everyone keeps messaging and calling me for help, and I just sit back and watch things burn from one floor down from my previous desk. Now I'm not all that smart on management and organization stuff, but I feel like if you got one dude doing the superstar work and keeping everything held together, it's probably in your best interests not to upset that guy. Like, you know, the one guy you literally cannot afford to lose, you probably don't want to say, if you don't like it here, you can leave. He basically said, if you don't like it here, then you can take five minutes to make a decision that's going to totally sink my entire division. And our final story of the day is by Toaster Mops. Lazy group member wants us to do his part? Sure thing. I just finished a big group project worth about 30% of our total grade. The groups were selected for us so I didn't know anyone beforehand. So like any other group, there's always a slacker who just piggybacks off of everyone else's work. This project spanned the entire length of the term and this lacquer just did the absolute bare minimum or nothing at all for each of our deliverables. So here comes the end of the term and we have to submit our final report, which had to include a video demo of our app, and this made up a significant portion of the marks, of course, the slacker puts it off to the last possible minute to tell us he's not home and will be busy the day of submission. Our group was planning to record the last day cause the rest of the project had to be finished to demo it. So obviously I'm pissed cause this dude is just being a huge pain. But I tell him, it's all good man, we'll just cover your part in the demo. He happily agrees as he won't have to do crap once again. Here's the kicker, in the requirements of the demo, every member has to be in the recording or you won't get any marks for that portion. Clearly this guy didn't read the rubric, and so he thinks he's getting a good deal. If you didn't participate in the demo, you get a zero for that portion. Bet this guy's gonna be confused why his marks are so much lower than the rest of us. This is a great malicious compliance, but it's also just the right thing that's supposed to happen. This dude put zero effort in, did not contribute to the group project. They deserve to get lower marks. They deserve nothing. But with that being said,